Welcome to the PlayStation Non Plus podcast, where we talk about the offerings on PlayStation Plus every month and chew the cut as friends. I'm one of your hosts, Kirk Martin, and joining me, as always, is the Spookmaster General, Chris Dorman. How are you doing, Chris? I'm great. How are you, Kirk? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Uh, how's how's October treating you here? Ah, oh, not bad. We're, I mean, this feels this does feel more professional today. We're recording on the last day of October on Halloween. Spooks, spooks, be damned. Spooks, be damned. And yeah, and they just made the announcements. I think we were a week behind last time, right? Yeah. They just made the announcement on uh, Wednesday. So so we're doing the best we can. Yeah, not too bad. Dude, I have a pretty decent... My setup keeps getting a little better every time. I turned off my air. So when my babies freeze, it's all your guys' fault for wanting better fidelity on my sound, I guess. <laughs> and that's that. Uh, but I guess let's not hold it up any longer. We have plenty of time to talk here today. Uh, let's get right into October 2020's PlayStation Plus games. Um, first up, we're going to talk about Need for Speed Payback. Uh, Need for Speed Payback was developed by Ghost Games and originally released in late 2017. In the campaign, you play as a plucky crew of racers exploring the open roads of Fortune Valley, trying to get payback against a gambling cartel called The House by winning rigged street races. Um, it also offers two multiplayer modes. There's a playground mode where you can just explore Fortune Valley with your friends and other randos, you know, drive around the open world, kind of doing the open world activities, like completing jumps, speed traps, billboard crashes, and, you know, just drive around and goof off, like do donuts for 10 minutes straight. Um, the other multiplayer offering is just standard issue. You get into like a, a series of events uh, that includes street races, dirt races, um, drifting challenges. I think there's one more, but I don't quite remember what it is. Uh, but those are your basics on Need for Speed Payback. Uh, Chris, what did you think about this one? Uh, it was interesting. Um, I, you know, don't often seek out racing games. So we're in another situation like we were last month with um, Street Fighter. Um, you know, you can't say that name here, right? <laughs> yeah, it's for Bolton. Uh, but this was weird because, um, my tastes for racing games are more towards the burnout style as opposed to like a Gran Turismo, uh, simulation style. Like, yeah. You want more arcade than you want. Simulation. Yeah. I'm not in the drive club. Like, um, I just want to sit in the weird car at the arcade and, uh, do cruise in USA for the mm. most part. Um, but like, that was my issue with this game is that, or my biggest issue probably was that it didn't know, it doesn't seem to know what it wants to be between those two. Like it tries to, uh, split the difference and it, I think it, you know, doesn't really succeed at that. Um, I I kind of felt the same way. It was odd. I, I I remember need for speed feeling a lot more arcadey and maybe it's just because I had bad cars or something like that, but it did not feel and it, di- it didn't feel simmy, but it felt too simmy and not arcadey enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the big, like the biggest thing would be uh, you jump through a billboard, you know, for sick points um, and then you're off road and you stop and try and start again. And you just start fishtailing everywhere because of course you would fishtail. That's natural. But you just jump through a billboard. 
Like, and your car came through clean as a whistle. Yeah. And no, your car did get some dino damage, but you drove past a gas station, so now it's fine. Fucking dino damage. <laughs> I, I don't know. It is a lot of fun, though. Like, there are, like, little quibbles like that, but it is generally a lot of fun. Um, I didn't get too much into the multiplayer. Uh, I tried to play with my girlfriend, but she wasn't able to connect to the multiplayer at all, like, even after beating Chapter Zero <laughs> or Chapter oh, One, I guess. Yeah, so... Uh, didn't really get to play with that, but you know the campaign is fun once you get into that open world. But man, I know you're going to talk about this too, but the voice acting is just so bad. So yeah, we can just get right into it. That chapter zero almost <laughs> almost made me Street Fighter this game. <laughs> <laughs> almost made me send it right to the Street Fighter zone. Oh man, that chapter zero was was brutal, and and I was just thinking to myself like, I just want to drive the car. You know what I mean? I just want to drive the car. The story is like, whatever. Uh, It was like, it was around the third or fourth monologue in that first chapter where the guy's talking about what racing means to him and how it's his blood. And in the background, you hear the engines revving and all that shit. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) yeah, that, that was a little rough. And like, once again, um, I think you mentioned it's not so much, not trying to shit on the voice actors yeah, or whatever, yeah, but they're doing the best they're doing what they can with what they have. Because yeah. you know what? The um there are a couple good voice actors, but I feel like the main guy you're dealing with, like the the direction is just not great. It's not fun. Um it's not engaging uh to me. And chapters I would say that was chapter zero in general <laughs> was very unengaging, but I wanted to get through it. I wanted to unlock the multiplayer. But I found once I got into chapter one and chapter two, I was like, oh, this game is fun. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean? it's really I a, fun. I had a blasty blast. And like uh, finding your derelict car parts was super weird. And it, just like you got Assassin's Creed and my need for speed. It was like super weird. I found myself like hunting billboards, doing random races with uh, guys on the on the road, on the open road and stuff like that. It was a... Uh, it was overall a pretty neat experience in the open world and the campaign that um, I would totally go back and I'd probably leave this on my PlayStation and, and keep coming back to that and just like, you know, tick away at it, get new cars and whatnot. Um, the multiplayer, I, I managed to get on a multiplayer session with uh, Chris, our friend Chris the other day, and uh, we had a blast. <laughs> we we did the open world. We started doing sick donuts and just fucking around. It was very hard to keep track of each other in the open world mode. I wish it, it kind of gave you a little blip of where your friend was, but you know, whatever. And then um, we got into the series races, which is a little tougher because, you know, we both only had a few hours in the game. Our cars weren't great, um, but the game does allow you to get loaner cars, which is really, really cool. So, like, you had a car that could perform pretty well at whatever activity you were going to do. Um, but turns out I'm just bad at that game. But I had fun. And I guess that's what really matters. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I'm any good at that game, but I definitely do enjoy it when I'm playing it. Well, once again, I think the biggest thing is that that it's fun. That campaign is really fun. And it's it's really cool to be in the open world and just tooling around. You don't even have to do any of the events if you really don't want to. But it's gorgeous and it's fun to drive around in. So, I mean, those are my thoughts on it. Yeah. I mean, you got anything else to add? Not much else to say about that. I mean, 
there is just like again it's just it's digging too much into it for something that's not really worth it in my opinion like um, it, it tries really hard right doesn't it, it tries so hard it tries, it tries really, so hard. really hard it's not very well it tries really hard and it is not like, very well oh you know what's one thing i did not appreciate and it's just and i guess it's funny because it's it's such a it's not i know it's not a ubisoft game but it's such a ubisoft game kind of thing you know you have your open world with all your little dealy bops on your maps to collect and do and whatnot and that was i was like okay here we go and then you're you know you're racing your cars and your car has a fucking gear score <laughs> yeah like get out of here so now you're leveling up six different parts of your car like swapping out parts just get a higher gear score just so your car can in general perform better and i'm like dude come on <laughs> like i don't want to tune my car like i don't i'm not into like the tuning stuff but that was just just so too much for me and like an open and you know just like every open world rpg is doing that you know what i mean yeah it has to be that now uh but guess what chris what we have thoughts from a listener <sighs> i know we sent out the call we tried to get some people to help participate and listen to the podcast and we got some feedback and some people who actually played the games with us which was super cool um so this is from chris uh the the chris i was playing multiplayer with uh the other night a few nights ago uh he says i felt i felt the need but it was very frustrating on normal difficulty, so I dropped it to easy, uh, and it became an overall fun racing game, especially the off-roading. Uh, he had a great time playing with me, because it's me, and fun derping around racing and drifting. He was a little frustrated by online matchmaking, seemed a little broken, um, but we were we also had just learned that we could swap out our swap out for loaner cars and whatnot, um, and he felt like the whoever had the highest gear score car was the car that was going to win, which was often true, but it is what it is. Um, overall from somebody who's not really into racing games, uh, he gave this a plus. He plus this one this month, uh, which leads me to you. What do you think about need for speed? Oh, and thank, thank you, Chris, other Chris, uh, for emailing us, but sorry. what do you think about need for speed? That's the big question. Um, I'm going to say that it was uh, a borderline plus for me. Um, Oh, borderline. Yeah, I think it's it's I had more fun with it than I had complaints about it. So for for a game that is part of my $60 yearly subscription, I'm going to say it's a plus. Well, really just throw it out there like that. Uh, I'm going to give it a plus. Uh, Once again, I love that they added a racing game a decent racing game to the catalog. And I think it's fun. I think it's definitely something I'm going to dip back into here and there when I just want to get on the open road. Yeah. I mean, without this, I wouldn't have a racing game on here. I don't think like the closest thing I'd have would be rocket league. So, I mean, I guess track mania is on there, <laughs> but you yeah, know, what? track mania was real good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Can we just talk about track Mania? No, we're not going to do that. <clears throat> this one was plus. All right. We'll move on. So that brings us to the second game of the month, our spooky offering for this spookiest of months. Halloween was uh, Vampire, which was uh, developed by Don't Nod Entertainment, uh, makers of uh, podcast me. favorite Remember Me. There we got our mention in. And uh, Life is Strange, another favorite of ours. 
Um, it was released in 2018. You play the role of a medical surgeon uh, and World War One vet veteran. Sorry, uh, turned vampire. Like that happens immediately. You wake up and you're a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole game is you uh, searching for the vampire that turned you into one, so that you can try and cure yourself. Meanwhile, you're also trying to help the uh, citizens of London who are going through the second wave of the Spanish flu. And I really just wish Sony could learn to read the fucking room (laughs) because that was so unbelievably oppressive the entire time I was playing it. That was fucking rough. Yeah. uh, As as a country who's going into their second slash third wave, like pretty hard, that was pretty brutal. (laughs) Yeah. It, so, Kirk, yeah, can you tell us how you felt about Vampire in general? I really like Vampire. <laughs> I really like Vampire. I love the 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 dark and gloomy, uh, depressed town of London. Um, it feels like there's no hope in this world, and it felt like there's no hope in Vampire as well. Uh, the variety of characters to interact with was fairly interesting. Um, I gotta, I gotta put a, put my finger and put my finger at the voice acting again on the main character was a little brutal for me <laughs> at the very beginning when he's just screaming at everybody. Like he saw a ghost, uh, in chapter one, I was mm-hmm. like, this is atrocious and he needs to, he got over it eventually and it was okay. <laughs> but So like, that's the thing. Um, I noticed a lot today cause I played a good amount of it today. Um, during dialogue options, like there's in like in any one of these RPGs where there's lots of dialogue choices or a robust dialogue system, uh, there's, you know, the good guy and the bad guy answers. And whenever you're choosing like the good guy answers, he sounds like a totally normal guy. But when you do the bad guy answer, yelling. He, he just, no, he just turns into scar from the fucking lion King. <laughs> like every time it's just straight Jeremy iron. When you use the hint and he's like, tell me how you actually broke your arm, <laughs> yeah. sir. Like, oh my god, dude. Talk to me about the war. You are such a charismatic vampire. (laughs) Like, you don't need to yell at them. Run away. Run far away and never return. (laughs) Um, I love how like all the characters have their their weird little quirks about them. They they actually seemed like different characters, different people. And they all some of them have like ailments, like they have headaches and tummy aches and you know, Spanish flu. Um I really enjoyed the RPG, RPG mechanics. Uh, your XP is acquired through getting blood, which is super cool. So beating the crap out of people, getting blood that way, sucking their blood, um, and kind of going after the citizens if you have to um, can really give you a nice XP boost. And it, it's a nice way to add flavor to something that's de- that's usually just complete the mission. Here's XP. Kill the guy, get XP. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And they did a really good job, like, making you feel like a vampire. The RPG selection, like, it's all, like, your typical vampire powers dealing with, like, mesmerization and using blood and biting people was really neat. I like the combat system as well. Um, You have your regular just, like, I'm going to deal blood damage to you, and then your other attack deals stun damage, so you can open it up, open up your enemies to, to bite them, so you can use your more powerful skills. Absolutely love the flow of combat. Um... Me personally, I, I I like to use the two-handed weapon. I think I use a an uncommon two-handed club that 
dealt not only really good physical damage, it dealt awesome uh, stun damage. So I was constantly using blood abilities and trying to, you know, throw from throw fucking blood spears at people, which was just fantastic. I love. Yeah, it. I was in. I was in the same boat. I was using a two handed stun weapon and just draining people and then getting getting the my kitty claws out. Ah, uh, you did the claws. That's why yeah. I respect out of claws because I wanted to be a little bit more sneaky. Like I used the um. Like the shadow ability as well, which is super dope. <laughs> like it was, it was I, I enjoyed it. It was really cool. Um, one thing I found though, I'm I'm in chapter three. I, I have a good flow of combat. I can get through most of the encounters I run into, but I kind of just want to be a little bit more powerful. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm feeling the feeling the thirst a little bit. I'm I'm sitting there thinking like that guy's kind of shitty. I think I'm gonna just go take him to the back alley and bite him or something. You know what I mean? Like uh, just feel a little, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do know what you mean because when you were talking about all these people with their quirks, I was wondering if you were seeing the same cattle that I was seeing <laughs> the whole time that I was. Playing. Okay. So like even, so for me, even the first guy that they serve you up as like, Hey, go bite this dude. I was like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I eaten him right up. I drank him, I drank him like a, like a fribble at first. You, <laughs> you bit Mr. Cox? You rude. rude. No, I didn't. I'm, I'm a good vampire right now, but I'm ready to be bad. Um, what about you? I know you got a couple points. Do you have anything else to add? What'd you think? Uh, I am a, I am the worst vampire. I, I, um, destroyed an entire district. <laughs> no, you didn't. With my avarice, yeah. Um, so I didn't know this was possible. Excuse me. Like I saw there was a gauge, but like I've, I know I put more time into this game than you have. And what? Yeah. So I ate like three people one night <laughs> and went to bed to level up. And when I woke up, there was a newspaper article saying that everybody in Whitechapel was dead now. You killed everybody in Whitechapel? <laughs> I, I mean, I wish I had because I would have gotten a lot more XP. But like, yeah, that whole like social change is completely shut down. Everybody was dead. That is wild. Yeah. So that place is just filled with uh, skulls. Skulls. Yeah. Well, I guess you can always beat them up and get XP. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I will. Like, I'll I'll dunk on them pretty hard. But that's my plan. Like, if I'm going to finish this game, I'm going to just lean into it and just i feel like i need you to destroy all of london now i need to know what the hell happened i mean that's the plan <laughs> that's always been the plan dude that's fucking that is wild yeah what are your thoughts on the gameplay and everything like that like what did you um what do you like what do you think of the flow obviously you're getting into it if you're <laughs> you've got plenty of xp <laughs> killing entire uh areas of the city um yeah i I don't like the combat system as much as you do. I like the idea of it. I just, I think it has more to do with um, things like the camera in this game. Cause even during like uh, conversations, the camera is pretty rough. Like they give you the ability to swivel it around the conversation, but you can never really get a good angle. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 your, your uh, partner's eyes are always going in some odd direction. Yeah. That's not towards your character. But, like, there were multiple times when um, a skull would, like, do their jump attack, like, their pounce attack on you where they bite you. And, like, I just cannot see the action when that happens. Like, it just uh, – the camera just is too janky for me to see that. Um, 
so yeah, I like the like I said, I like the idea of the combat. I agree with you that like the using the bite mechanic to get more blood or whatever mechanic you're going to use to get more blood and then um, power up your abilities to do more damage. I like that a lot. I just wish it was better executed. Um, and also, the game has been pretty buggy for me, like really? in general. Yeah, like had to exit out of the game and go back in. Like nothing that made me lose progress ever, but just you know inconveniences it's interesting how there can be two so, so different um experiences yeah i really like the flow of combat I, I i thought it was interesting and a little bit different not so samey as everything out there trying to copy like arkham asylum or anything like that so mm-hmm. I, I mean i thought it was, i thought it was or or it wasn't just doing a standard heavy light attack but hey i guess to each their own it's good that we have different opinions um so I have a question for you since you're since you're a super bad vampire there. Uh, did you notice that? Oh, I guess you have a whole district that's full of skulls. So that's obviously going to make it difficult. Um, are they like pretty high level or? So I didn't um, actually get to play much more after that. Um, but yeah, I, I was already running into um, skulls that were a couple of levels above me before the area turned hostile. Uh, so I imagine that's not going to get much better. Oh, I bet you there's some good shit to get in there, though. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Damn. I'm going to have to go bite somebody. Damn it, Chris. Damn it. Okay. Yeah. Um, We have more thoughts uh, from our listeners. Our listener, our only listener, uh, Chris. <laughs> uh, Chris again. Um, he says he dropped off Vampire pretty quickly. Uh, he said the controls felt clunky. Story was plotting. Um. But he also dropped off Bloodborne pretty quickly, so maybe like spooky city RPGs aren't necessarily his thing. I guess I shouldn't put thoughts in his head. But uh, we are we're just inferring what he's implying. Yeah. He doesn't like good games. What can I say? Hey, he's just a fan of bad games, just a fan of garbage. <laughs> so great. Thanks for listening. <laughs> now get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> Uh, Vampire, what do you think? Plus or non-plus? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, plus because I do think I'm going to go back and eventually finish this game. Um, I'm glad that uh, I got the opportunity because of PlayStation Plus to be like, oh, yeah, I really should play Vampire. Because uh, this was a game that I had already uh, purchased on my own and just hadn't played. So, yeah, plus. That one's uh, this one's an easy plus for me. I fell in love with this game pretty quickly. <laughs> There's just something about it. It's 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 just neat. It's different. I love RPG. I love RPGs. That's like my genre of choice, and I love that it's different. It's set in a small city. It's not the whole world or universe or anything like that. And you know, I don't know. It's cool to be a vampire. I liked it a lot, or I like it a lot. So plus for me. Um, so this makes this next part pretty easy. October 2020 plus or non plus. Uh, yeah, I guess it's plus, you know, um, kind of hard to argue with that being that both games made it into the, uh, the win column there. Yeah. I'm going to say plus as well. Uh, it's nice once again to get a, to get a racer in the catalog. Always good for people who are, who are into that or just to casually dip it in and out. And uh, I think Vampire is just a really solid game to add to that collection that I bet a lot of people didn't play. And it's a pretty fun RPG to play during spooky times. So I would get Maybe it. Maybe not so much during a pandemic, though. 
you know, but is it really the Spanish flu or is it just a vampire invasion of London? So moving on. <laughs> I mean, it's the Spanish flu. You're the Spanish um, Moving on. Uh, new segment on the show. Well, excuse me? Yeah, a new segment. I'm sure Kirk, when he edits, will put a very nice stinger in here. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about some PS Plus news and stories as they come up. Um, and it just so happened that, what, last week, uh, we got the announcement that Destruction All-Stars... Uh, will be coming out on PlayStation Plus for two months when it releases in February. So, Chris, you're getting a PlayStation 5 in February. Is that what you're saying? I mean, it sounds like it because I did. I have said on a podcast that is listened to by at least three people that uh, I will download uh, Destruction All-Stars when it's on PlayStation Plus. Uh, and it turns out it's going to be out there from Jump. So... Good on you, Destruction All-Stars, and good on me for calling that. And <laughs> Look good at on you. Me for- Chris, you're in the industry. <laughs> yeah. Suck it, Michael Pachter. Um, so <laughs> I should have yeah, called I- you I could I should have called you the Scoops Master General instead of the Spooks Master General when we entered. Pretty sure Patrick Klepik would come for me. Um so I'm not 100% sure what Destruction All-Stars is, and at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. I think, like, it's, it, I think it's roller derby with cars. That doesn't sound wrong. That actually is a good way of putting it from what it looks like. I mean, that, um, based on what it looks like, I'm, I'm saying roller derby with cars. Yeah, like it's car combat, but there's also outside of the car stuff. So yeah, roller derby with cars. Let's go with it. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of games like this um, getting the PS plus release, like, you know, right from jump, uh, and getting that bump of, you know, an automatic install base, um, right there, which goes right into the bit that I want to talk about. Um, little update from, uh, Mediatonic, the creators of fall guys, um, in an interview with a UK outlet, they basically said that there was literally, or they, they didn't basically say they, I'm going to quote them here. Uh, there literally, there was literally no way we could have made the impact that we did without PlayStation plus. Um, which I think is really cool. Like, um, they fully believe that their success on other platforms was thanks to the exposure they got on PlayStation plus with the game. Um, I just think that's a really neat update. It's like good for them. Like who knows how long it would have taken them like that to be a cool game. It probably would have died if it didn't have, like you were saying a good install base right away. Thanks to PlayStation plus, you know what I mean? Yeah. All of a sudden you have millions of people who are willing to play the game just because they have, they pay for this thing for $60 a year. And, um, it's, and a, then now it's, and then it's on Twitch and then people think it's funny and goofy and they want to play and, well, they're buying it on PC or they're buying it on Xbox and, you know, it's not PlayStation plus anymore. So they might be buying it on PlayStation now. So, I mean, good for them. I, I makes it's a nice, uh, feel good story and it makes me happy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so with that, the news is over and we are going on to the November offerings. And I got to tell you, Chris, November, 2020 is looking really good to me. Uh, on the PlayStation four, uh, we're getting hollow Knight void heart edition, uh, hollow Knight. I remember it launched with the switch, I think. 
Um, I think it was on PC before that. Um, really like cool looking game. Apparently very difficult. Uh, it's action two D action platformer by developer Team Cherry. Um, typically called like a Metroidvania because you're doing a a bit of exploring, a bit of boss hunting and killing, and all the time you're unlocking new tools to access new areas. Um, really, I really do enjoy that type of game. It's pretty cool. Um, and the Void Heart Edition includes the base game plus four of their content packs that they released, which I guess is, you know, it's a great value right there, I would assume. Yeah, um, wow. And the, I, I think one of the coolest things about this game, I, I've almost purchased this game more than a couple of times. It's not typically my style of game because I'm really bad at video games. And sometimes I get really frustrated by games I'm really bad at. But the oftentimes the style of a game can get me to buy it and play it. This, totally. despite my prejudices yeah so, and this game just uses style um so if you haven't go take a look at um just even the cover art of this game just super dope um and the other game we have coming out on playstation 4 this month is middle earth shadow of war developed by monolith productions uh, this is the sequel to middle earth shadows of mordor which uh in all rights was a great game and introduced the nemesis system to video games which not enough people steal please let's let's stop seeing towers that i i have to climb to unlock my map and let's see more nemesis system yeah can we not have more uh clones of the batman arkham fighting system and can we get just more nemesis system more nemesis the nemesis system is amazing um uh, basically like you're climbing the ladders, you're killing one general to get to the next one. And it's just nice little combos. And then people fill in the power vacuums. It's just super cool. And if you get beaten by somebody like that, uh, guy they get, get promoted. promoted. <laughs> uh, and they talk, this orcs talk so much shit. And they talk so much shit. Yeah. They do talk some mad yay. And <laughs> it feels really good when you do just bop them eventually. Uh, uh, but this is an open-world action-adventure game uh, set between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Um, and you're continuing the story of the ranger Talion and his ghost elf buddy as they try to amass an army uh, to fight against Sauron. Um, Fucking nerds, man, right? I know. I know. Uh, I, I really like the first game. I got pretty far. I did not beat it just because it's a, it's a beefy boy. But um, it's a great game, and I'm looking forward to play this one this month. I I. I don't plan on being disappointed <laughs> in November. Yeah, I'm, I am excited for both of these games. Um, yeah, I didn't play as much uh, Shadow of Mordor as you did, I don't think. But I played enough to realize how that I really did like that game. But as you said, it's a it's a beefy boy. It's a large lad. Speaking of large lads, guess what, Chris? Oh, God. Are you referring to the PlayStation Five? I am referring to the PlayStation Five, and we have pretty Plus, good. and we have PlayStation Plus news for the PlayStation Five. We have November releases. Yeah. Um, um, so why don't you hit it? Yeah. So first off, the PS Plus collection is getting a little a little beefier. Um, Activision is throwing their hat in the ring um, with Call of Duty Black Ops Three Zombies Chronicle Edition. Solid entry. And- and the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. That one, unsarcastically, yeah, that one's a solid edition. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the first game to, the first PS Plus game on the PlayStation 5 is Bug Snacks. Love it. Um, yeah, it, this game just looks so delightful. So it's developed by Young Horses, uh, the creators of Octodad. 
uh, which tells you pretty much everything you need to know about this <laughs> game going in. Uh, but yeah, it's um, an exploration game where you traverse an island full of half bug, half snack creatures. Uh, I've seen gameplay of this. It looks almost, you know, it has a lot of Pokemon in it, like Pokemon Snap and the a little Viva bugs. Pinata, maybe. Well, a lot of Viva Pinata. <laughs> um, the bugs, the bug snacks say their own bug snacks names. No, Mondo, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> Um, and what really shocked me was the, the quality of the voice cast for this game. Um, it's got Fred Tatashiori who has like 900 voice credits to his name by now. He's Saren in Mass Effect, uh, Baird in Gears of War among tons of other things. Um, Yuri Lowenthal, who is Spider-Man in the latest Spider-Man game, uh, as well as Yosuke in Persona 4. Uh, Frida Wolf, who is the female protagonist in Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, Cassandra Lee Morris, who is Morgana in Persona 5, and Sothis in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Dude, uh, what is this? Ba- Barbara Goodson, who is Rita fucking Repulsa from the Power Rangers show. She's the voice of Rita Repulsa. What? And uh, Sam Riegel, who's, again, another Persona 4 alumni, uh, Teddy, and another Peter Parker, because he was Peter Parker in The Amazing Spider-Man. This, uh... This list is obnoxious for a game called Bug Snacks. Yeah, for a game that is about um, finding bug snacks and feeding bug snacks to other bug uh, air type creatures, so that their arms can turn into the food part of the bug snack. Like, yeah, that's wild. I can't um, wait to see this game in action. <laughs> like, I wasn't a big Viva Pinata fan, but this one seems a little wild and just unruly. Yeah, and I think. I mean, Octodad is secretly like the funniest game ever made. <laughs> I don't think that's a secret, so, but yeah. <laughs> um, I think that it's really got a chance to be something really uh, funny uh, and great for the whole family. Like hilarious enough to keep an adult interested and Pokemon enough to keep kids interested, I think. And men in their lower to mid 30s interested as well. Uh, yeah. Cool. I can't believe we have PlayStation. Like we're talking about PlayStation Five fucking games for please for PS Plus. Yeah, that's super cool. Love it. I'm excited. I gotta get me one of those damn things. So every month, Chris and I bring uh, one more thing uh, to the podcast, and that's our plus one. Um, sometimes it's about video games. Like I think last month we talked about Hades, probably ad nauseum. Um, but sometimes it's not. So, um, Chris, what is your plus one this month? Uh, spooky movies. Um, so during October, as is tradition, I watch just pretty much any horror movie I can get my hands on. Um, old favorites like the Halloween series and new movies that I will never watch again, like Boar, which was an Australian movie about a giant pig. Is this kind of like that movie, uh, what was it, The Heart of Africa, where the lion was, is that what, it, no. The, what the, the Ghost in the Darkness, were you thinking the of ghost The Ghost in the Darkness, the darkness? I think is what it was. <laughs> is it kind of <laughs> like that, where the lion is just fucking, I saw the, the, I saw this as a young, as a child, I'm pretty sure. And I, all I remember is a lion just terrorizing the fuck out of these people. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like The Ghost in the Darkness, with Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas. Yes, um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... 
No, it's not like that. Um, it's a lot less subtle than the ghost in the darkness, which is really saying something. Um, it was a bad movie, but yeah, that's the point of this for me is I see what there is out there for horror movies lately. And a lot of the times (laughs) uh, it's found wanting. Aren't Uh, horror movies often either they're scary and you're going to shit yourself or they're absolutely ridiculous and you're going to laugh your ass off. Yeah, exactly. So you can't really go wrong. Okay. There are some boring ones out there. I, there man, were there some stinkers out there this year, but Again, you can always you can always pull yourself out of a out of a nosedive with uh with you know your Halloweens or your your nightmares on Elm Street. Give me one new horror movie suggestion, <clears throat> a new one from this year that you either enjoyed or just think people should see. Uh the most recent one that I saw probably would be The Invisible Man, which was great. Um definitely see The Invisible Man. Definitely, there's some trigger warnings in there for uh, abuse in general in a relationship. There's a lot of gaslighting and uh, implied and explicit abuse. Um, but the movie is very good. It's a very good thriller. Uh, and I mean, it's, you know, being stalked by an invisible person is generally pretty horrifying. Um, other than that, um, again, not this year, but recent, Midsummer, watch that. It's like, that and Hereditary are directed by the same fella, Ari Aster, and they are like the saddest movies ever, but they are also very good and effective horror movies um, that aren't loaded with, you know, jump scares. I They're feel like I heard of generally Midsummer. Unsettling. I feel like I heard of Midsummer and didn't know it was a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it is in a stretch of the word. It's a very slow burn, but yeah, it's generally unsettling, but beautiful to look at. Hmm. So yeah, spooky movies. Get in the spooky movies. What about you, Kirk? What's your plus one? Uh, the Amazon original series, The Boys. Uh, I watched it. I watched the first season last year, I guess it was. Yeah, last year. And then season two just came out. And I watched. I started watching the first episode. And my wife and I didn't really have a show to watch together at the time. I was like, eh, let's roll the dice. I want to see if she'll like The Boys. Because... Eh, the voice is great. I think it's I think it's great, but it's a little over the top, a lot over the top at times. And uh, she loves it, though. Um, I love it. It's a great show. It's a show about just like superheroes being bad people, because when you are a god, you're going to be bad <laughs> is what it seems like. Um, I think the cast is great. Uh, that writing is hysterical. Um a little over the top violence at times, but I think that's kind of what people pay for, for premium content, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, it's over the top and it's really fun. Um, one of the coolest things the show does though, I think you were talking about like trigger warnings earlier. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to just throw that off, but yeah, you were talking about trigger warnings earlier and um, the show has real human problems in an insane setting. And I love it when, shows are able to do that or shows or games or, you know, books are able to do that. Like there's shit that's just completely insane, but you see, you know, a superhero having a complete mental breakdown because they never had a mother or they were in an abusive relationship or something like that. But like you are a God among humans, but you still have these human problems. And I, I, I love it when um, writers are able to do that, um, portray that, 
you know, the real human experience in an over the top way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like, um, the thing that, you know, Brandon Sanderson's really good at. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. All of his incredibly broken characters who are remarkably powerful. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I, I, I was trying to think of something to go with it and that, that was perfect. Thank you for that. Um, That's what I'm here for. Awesome. So yeah, check out the boys. It's great. Check out spooky movies specifically. What did you suggest? Oh, the invisible man. Get in that. Yeah. The invisible man. Sure. Sure. And that's our plus one this week. Um, I would suggest if you guys have a plus one or something that you guys like, um, and want to recommend to people, um, send it to our email or join the discord and send it there. Um, we did start soliciting feedback. Um, last or a few weeks ago or last month, I should say. And um, cause we do want to make a better podcast, make ourselves uh, better. And um, you know, if you're going to listen, we want to entertain you and, you know, listen to you. Um, and we did get some pointed feedback more than a couple of times about how we covered street fighter five uh, last month. And I understand it does seem like that we, or I'm going to talk about me personally, Chris, I'm not going to lump you in with me. Um, yeah, I, I probably didn't give enough time to street fighter five. Um, I probably could have pushed through it, but there were just so much BS about that game. And when I, you, when you claw through the BS, it just wasn't that fun to play either. And, you know, I had other good games to play that month. I, you know, spend time on PUBG or, destiny or anything else um i am going to try and be more for me i'm going to try and be more disciplined and get more of the games done if we're going to try and talk competent competently about them um but i don't i'm not gonna apologize for street fighter 5 that's not don't if you don't like if you don't love street fighter don't waste your time with street fighter 5 yeah that's you should never apologize for uh not liking street fighter five again we did we definitely gave it a short shrift in a in a podcast about covering the playstation <laughs> plus games um we definitely gave it a short shrift but again capcom make a better make a better game make a better game and we'll talk about it more um when it comes although when it, again when it comes out on i can't stress plus. it enough <laughs> yeah on playstation plus we, we will definitely talk about it but otherwise probably not uh I cannot give you enough credit, though, Capcom, for the character of G, the garbage pale Abraham Lincoln, because he did make my day, uh, but he did also stomp my guts in and make me uninstall your video game. So how's that? We talked about Street Fighter Five on two episodes now. I hope you're happy. Thank you for your feedback. I love you. Yeah, all. thank you for your feedback. Once again, it just makes us better. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but that's it for this episode of the PlayStation on Plus podcast. Um. Thank you uh, to everyone who participated and gave us feedback. Once again, you guys are making us better and it's fun to either play with you guys or hear from you. Um, you can find me on PlayStation at master cylinder. That's M A S T A C Y L I N D E R. And I'm at Dingo Sphinx. That is D I N G O S P H I N X. Um, you can email us questions and feedback at podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can join the Nonplus Discord. I've been working on that, and it's pretty fun. I kind of enjoy it, and I'm starting to learn how to use Discord. That makes me happy. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Nonplus PS. 
I will be streaming one of November's games uh, every Wednesday at 8.30 Eastern on my Twitch at MasterSyl, M-A-S-T-A-C-Y-L. Um, do you have anything else, Chris? No, that's it for me. All right. Thanks again. Again, one more time. Thank you so much for all of your feedback. It does make us better at this, and we love to hear from you. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for listening, and stay blessed. Stay blessed.